wouldn't this just come down to um like the numerology of it all like somehow being programmed like if we're really in a simulation and like it actually it all being like being programming Hello and welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. Um, I'm an astrophysicist. I have my PhD and I am interested in understanding how the universe works from a holistic, energetic perspective in terms of the consciousness and really, you know, why everything is connected in the universe is, is what I want to know. And so that's what I bring to the equation here, along with some spiritual energy stuff. Yeah. Hey, I'm Michaela with uh, Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. I'm an empathic medium and intuitive energy healer, and I'm here to activate the inner wisdom uh, within all of us to learn how to heal ourselves. And yeah, I'm a guide uh, for others along their healing journeys. Yep. And so, yeah, just on this podcast, we're just unpacking our lives unpacking our curiosities essentially and just going through yeah things like energy healing the universe I like to talk about astrophysics stuff any new ideas that we have kind of just bring it here and we talk it out yeah yeah so we also like to start every episode by um tuning in or grounding uh our energies in so let's have Michaela lead that off yeah so I'm just going to light a little bit of Palo Santo. If you're able to, please close your eyes and put your feet flat on the floor, maybe even hand on your heart. And let's just take a second to tune in to our bodies and our breath. Wafting the Palo Santo to you through the screen or through the phone or whatever. All right, let's take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. So fill your lungs all the way to the top. Pause the top. Open your mouth and release. Letting go of anything negative, anything that might be holding you down. Another big breath in. Filling your lungs to the top. Pausing here, opening your mouth, and letting it go. <sighs> letting go of anything and everything that feels heavy, that's not serving you at this time, and releasing it with the breath. <sighs> Let's do one more big breath in. Fill your lungs all the way up. Pause. And let it out. <sighs> Letting go of anything extra, anything excess that feels like it's not serving you at this time. And releasing it with the breath. And when you're ready, just come back to this moment. I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> so, what's up? Um, I'm a little low energy today. Yeah. Pretty tired. I slept in. I, I slept in quite a bit. I was having this just like 
crazy dream. I don't know if I've talked much about my dreams on the podcast before, but I have wild dreams where I feel like they're not regular dreams because I feel like I know the difference from when I was younger and sometimes when I have a regular dream. But a lot of times my dreams feel like I'm like actually living something out. Like it's not just like a memory or a video playing in my mind. It's like, no, I'm like there and I'm like living it out and I'm having like active thoughts while I'm dreaming. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Very vivid. And I like, I don't even, I can't even really relate to this that much. Like I've had some vivid dreams and everything, but you talk about your dreams with me a lot and how I think you have something like very deep going on there and you've also said to me before how you have you feel like very disoriented waking up like a lot of the times like right like you're needing to come back often into this reality and that's yeah that's something very specific and I'm sure there's other people that can relate to it like I don't think I can really relate to that that much in terms of really feeling like something's you know maybe sometimes but yeah yeah yeah, and that is interesting too because like that is so much my reality that it feels weird that um others' reality wouldn't be the same when it comes to the dreaming. Yeah. I think I I need to keep a dream journal yes. or like a record. Mm-hmm. Like I've been told that a few times and I just like don't because I'm like I don't know. I think I have like resistance to like maybe how much time it would take. Mm-hmm. Although I think I could probably just write things down in like point form and doesn't have to be like so much. But yeah, yeah like I remember like throughout the week I remember most of my dreams like I can be like okay last night I dreamt about this the day before I dreamt about this the day before that I dreamt about this today and like sometimes I'll wake up and be like oh I don't really remember but like that is more rare Mm -hmm. um than me having like a very vivid dream and coming out feeling like very discombobulated like as well as I can remember dreams from when I was like a child like really young like five years old like Right now, I can think of, like, three separate dreams from when I was, like, a really young child. So, like, I remember them, and they're, like, very vivid. Or have you ever lucid dreamed? Like, been, like, or intentionally or unintentionally? Okay, well, so can you, like, kind of define that or, like, like... Yeah, like, I'm trying to do it, and it's so frustrating to me because I feel like everyone's always like, oh, that's the first step to... I've heard people say like that's the first step to being able to have like really um, like intense astral experiences or astral travel is like lucid dream lucid dreaming and it feels so out of my control. I always get so frustrated. I'm like I try like how you know I can try to wait. I think that it would be you know waking up in the dream and being I think yeah the definition of lucid dreaming I would say would be like waking up in a dream and knowing like oh uh, like having a conscious knowledge that you're dreaming and then from there being able to like control your dream and manipulate your dream yeah that happens to me like you've pretty often I think like I'm in a dream right now so like and then like gaining yeah like gaining full consciousness in a dream you've done that yeah yeah I've for sure done that I mean I also think like sometimes I'm like in between there in a way like yeah. I'm not like necessarily fully knowing that I'm in a dream but I do like have some type of understanding that I'm in like a different reality and that I can like make decisions and stuff yeah. like that because like I feel like a lot of my dreams instead of it just being a video of like something happening 
um, it is like me making decisions yeah. and like actively doing things. And like, that's why I find some of my dreams are so weird because like I'm doing things in the dream or having thoughts in my dream that seem very like, like in normal world reality. Like, um, I don't know, for example, like the one that I had last night, it was like, and it seems like it, it's like not that weird of a dream, but it's just how it feels. It's like that vividness. Yeah. And then like, yeah, that is also the problem is when I have these dreams, I wake up in the morning and I like actually don't know where I am. Like I need to like, wow. which is funny because like most, most days of the year I wake up in my bed in my house. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I have to like orientate myself so like, where am I? Like, am I in my childhood home right now? Am I in like Bryce's childhood home? Like where, Whoa. like, where am I? Like what time period am I am? Am I in like, how old am I? Like, I actually like go through this when I'm like waking up and like trying to like figure it out. Wow. And then lately I've been doing this thing where, um, I don't go on my phone in the morning. Like I leave my phone on airplane mode. And even with not reaching for my phone in the morning, I still will sometimes just lay in bed for like 20 minutes to half an hour, not even doing anything, just like actually trying to like come back to like whatever's like, I don't like just trying to orientate myself to like this current reality. So it is wild. And I always like, I call my power back and stuff, but I found I was doing that today. And I just like, sometimes it's just like hard to shake. So yeah, last night, I had a dream in my old childhood home and it just, but it just felt so real. Cause the thing is, is my parents not last summer, but the summer before sold my childhood home. Um, and I live 12 hours away from it now. So I never got to see it before like they moved out. Like it's just kind of this thing that like exists in my memory now but I never got to like give it a walk through say goodbye have like I don't I don't even know when the last yeah it is sad I don't know when the last time was that I would have even seen it and like now different people live there so but last night I had a dream of like being there but knowing that um it was bought by somebody else and they owned it but for some reason we were there and I remember my head be like I like ha- like like and that's the thing in these dreams like I'm actively thinking like I said to myself like oh wow I'm really happy I'm here and I have the opportunity to see it because I never got to see my house before it was sold so like I'm really happy I was here and I was just like walking around my house and it was very much my house like I was very much there it was I don't know like and like that doesn't sound that crazy but it mm-hmm. is just like how vivid and the feeling of it like actually was like I don't know yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty wild. That's very it, it was wild. And like and I was with my family before that and we were at um if there's anyone here that's from my hometown, um with the annual stampede, the rodeo. So we were like sitting there in the stands with my family and I remember being like and it's like we were almost like staying at our old house even though other people like owned it. And I was like wearing a dress and I was like, I want to go. Like, I remember in the dream, I was being, I was like really hot. Like the sun was really, really hot. And I was like, okay, I need to go get changed. I was like, and I turned, I'm like, can I take dad's vehicle? Um, Cause like, that's all I had. Cause I knew that I would have came from wherever from here probably flew and didn't have a vehicle. And I asked my parents, I'm like, can I take dad's vehicle like back to the house so I can get a change of clothes? And like, 
I just like don't feel like the, th- that kind of stuff is in a regular dream. Like that's a very real, like yeah. tangible, like conversation. Like, okay, I need the keys. Like, can I like go? Right. And then actually, I don't actually remember the driving part, but then all of a sudden, like I was at the house and I was going through my suitcase looking for a change of clothes. I was actively looking. I was like, okay, I'm going to grab these cutoff shorts. Like it, it was like, it was a, it was a reality. It was like a dimension, like an actual reality wow. that exists somewhere that I was in and living yeah no it's like really real and this one about your childhood home feels very symbolic i mean anytime you dream of some something like that that would always be very symbolic but yeah i think so i should maybe look it up and see but it was just yeah yeah i don't know yeah that's wild mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah there's something too. else today's weird energy yeah today does feel weird so I've, yeah kind of been discombobulated since then there is some dreams too that I have that it almost like runs my entire day like I have difficulty like shaking them in a way like because I just like keep like thinking about them mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else with the dreams but yeah anyways and so that's kind of how my morning started or like even just like for an example like I've had a lot of dreams too where like I'm at it like part of the dream just to like show how real it is or how it's like you're actively making decisions at the time like I've even had dreams where I'm like up at a till pain for something and like it's like because I feel like regular dreams you don't you don't go through those motions of like driving to some like you're just like randomly there but you're not like actually like going from point a to point b right. and like that's actually continuously happening yeah, no in the dream and like you're yeah, and you're like choosing to make it happen. And like I've had dreams where it's like, oh, okay, I'm at the till and I have to pay for stuff. And I'm like, and I'm and it's like I'm actually like going through my purse, pulling out my wallet, grabbing my debit card, like <laughs> paying for the thing at the restaurant and then moving to the next thing. Like it's like it like because you normal dreams, like you don't you don't have those like right. like I, I don't know what it is, like those realistic yeah components of like you know what i mean things people just (laughs) in dreams like people just transform into other people and it's like and then it was my ex and then it was a different person all of a sudden yeah or it's just like even if maybe for some reason if you are in a restaurant at a dream like you don't ever have to pay for your food in your dream but it's just it's like no i'm like there like living it so like i do have to do that at the end like i don't know it's just it's so interesting to explain but maybe i should keep a dream journal Um, And then I can talk about that more on the podcast too, because I've had readings before, like I've had multiple people tell me over and over that I'm a dream weaver and I still dream weaver. Yeah. Like I've had that term said to me uh, lots of times and I honestly still don't really know if I know what that means. So I think there probably is a lot for me to discover there. I feel like something with like visiting alternate timelines like we and like astral travel in, yeah. like people travel yeah people will tap into my energy right away and they're like oh wow shit like you go places like you've been around like you are they're like you are everywhere in your dreams you are all over the place and i'm just like yeah mm-hmm. i know i feel it how do you stop it i need to sleep yeah well you can ask you know you can ask to have less viv- to not remember it you can ask to not remember your dream for that night or something and you know, just I try to yeah work with work with intention setting. I guess would be the only way. Yeah, I try to. It doesn't it doesn't work much, but I think that's because um 
there's probably a piece of me um, that is trying to get me to pay attention to this. Like yeah. there's a reason for it, yeah. right? It's not just random stuff that's happening. So, yeah. Right. I believe that. I believe that if you, you know, if you remember any part of your dream, like that's never an accident. Like you only remember parts, parts of your dreams that you're supposed to remember for some reason because we dream so much. So it's like, obviously. Yeah. Or even... I was thinking, um, okay, like I had this one dream too about this girl that I like, I don't know really well. She's, um, uh, Bryce's sister's friend. And I randomly had a dream that Bryce and I were like watching her little girl. She's a little girl for some reason in the dream. We're like babysitting that her because something to do with like her being pregnant or she needs someone to babysit but because she was pregnant and I like randomly just reached out to her and was like ha like I had this dream about you guys last night so so random she's like oh haha and then a couple months down the road she announces she's pregnant Mm -hmm. and she messaged me back and was like you were right like I couldn't tell you at the time but like you completely nailed it And, and I wasn't even reaching out to be like to like question her and be like oh are you pregnant yeah that's a I like person to make such a star appearance in your dream. Yeah. And so I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And like there was um, I know of somebody else who had like a pretty traumatic birth um, like recently, I'm pretty sure. And even though I didn't talk to them personally, I heard it for someone else. The same night I had a dream about having a like actually having a baby that was a traumatic birth and a baby that was put on like a ventilator and life support and it was the same night I came to find out so like it's like stuff like that that's just like like whoa you're a dream weaver girl yeah and I guess with that I should say a couple nights ago um we were we were talking about this before the podcast but I'll mention it now I had this dream where I was like looking out the window and I seen this huge sun. It was humongous. It was like probably eight or 10 times the size of our sun. It didn't seem as bright, but it was like glaring, like this big circle that I thought was like, I thought when I was looking out the window and I had this thought too, I was like, okay, that like, why is the sun so big? Like what is happening? And it had this big rainbow aura just like radiating like all the way around it and so like very inquisitory I'm like looking out the window trying to like figure out what's going on and then I see the moon higher up and I'm like okay that's the moon and I'm kind of orienting myself and then I and then I seen kind of um up high and to the left I seen the actual sun um because it was like regular size and like brightness and I was like oh that's the sun. So whatever this was, I'm, I, I, I wasn't yeah, sure. It's wild. And then in this dream, so then after kind of like looking at it and figuring out what's going on, all of a sudden this big like whoosh of energy came or it was like, and like everything in the house started like shaking and the windows were like breaking. Um, and it was very much like when you watch like, something like i don't know nuclear like yeah like i don't know right yeah like when that bomb was like dropped Mm -hmm. in like um japan and when you ever see documentaries or videos about it like the way they show like how everything is just kind of like like that just like that big whoosh of energy and things are broken and shaking and like 
that's what it like felt like on a level and every yeah everything was shaking and things were falling over and breaking and the windows were breaking and you could just feel the like like the energy like pushing yeah. you back so intense. and i remember in the dream being like holy fuck and like being like okay brace for impact and um and i do believe that i was with bryce or even my family and like i remember like laying down on the floor and like like telling everyone like cover your head so we like laid down on the floor and covered our head and i had this active thought in the dream i'm like oh shit like this is the solar flash like i actively had that thought in my dream that what was happening right now was the solar flash a solar flash and then i just remember being like well like i guess like we'll see if if i live through this i don't know and that's where my dream ended and that was only that was a like just like a couple nights ago and see i clearly remember that like what's it like for you people that just like wake up and you don't know your dreams because i i talked to bryce i'm like okay i dreamt about this and this and this last night what did you dream about he's like uh (laughs) i don't know and i'm like He also sleeps so easily. It's so annoying. I hate when people can sleep easily. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, he'll just, like, lay down and, like, go to sleep in, like, such an annoying way where I'm like, okay, like, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Wow. Anyways. So, yeah, some intense dreams in the astral lately that solar flash one is crazy and i don't know you know there's a lot of talk about this increased solar activity we talked about just to put a reference here i talked about in the seventh and eighth episodes more so episode number eight um talked about the increased solar activity and there's there's uh, a lot of stuff going on that is causing these it's you know, I wanted to say causing, but then the word came to my mind, assisting. It's actually more so that the celestial bodies are assisting with what's going on with the Earth's consciousness evolution, because it is this evolution that we're in is happening at a larger scale. It's not just it's it's not just like little individual humans that don't mean anything on a planet that are all starting to coincidentally care about their souls more it's um what's happening is a much grander um what's the word a much grander evolution yeah like fixation of events like alignment of events in the universe that is happening to bring us bring us to where we are right now so that's much grander like Incident orchestration I want to say orchestration that's a good orchestration, word orchestration I think was was the word I was looking for and yeah that's the, a good word the, the stuff with the sun has has a lot to do with it which is just in itself is kind of wild if you don't know about how much of a connection there is between like the light from the sun and the photons and how much it activates us or how like I what I always come back to on this topic is just that um the sun is our source of life. Like the sun is the reason that we have life on this planet. And so I just think there's some intrinsic innate connection in there already. But yeah, I don't know, for some reason, just this, I guess this obviously this talk about the solar flash just really got me fixated on this whole thing about how this is a, it's a, it's a collaboration. This, this what's happening on the planet is not just earth 
um, like the sun is collaborating with us and the rest of the galaxy and the universe is collaborating with us to, um, yeah, to help what is happening, like persist and continue. And that is what, if there is you know, this increased solar activity, it's all, um, it's, you know, there's a lot with the incoming light activating, like a activating our DNA and activating our cells and moving through us. And it's just this constant exchange of, of energy and light packets and stuff. And, and um, I think that a lot of the incoming light and anything that this solar flash, a possible timeline of a solar flash, which would just basically be some much more intense burst of solar energy that really kind of comes to the planet at, at one time. And, you know, what the effects of that would be, would be in one sense that it would affect, it would just turn on a lot more, turn on, it would, like, I see it turning on things on in our body in the sense that it like makes our particles in our body like vibrate faster and higher to just bring us into a less dense, bring us into a less dense uh, version of our physical existence because we are like in a 3D body, but I think there's a range of densities that we can exist in. And I think we're moving into something that's just a little bit less dense and we're vibrating higher. Oh, my ears started ringing. Like my one ear actually like went, like was blocked and now it's like ringing. Oh, wow. Like really loud. We're tapping well, into I was something. Just, I was just thinking, I'm like, should we unpack more of this here? Because I have thoughts about it. However, I don't necessarily know how they're go going to be received. Like there, oh, the solar flash, like, there's just so much to it. Um, do you have more to say on like the densities? Because like, yeah, you're you're totally right. I mean, like, I mean, I, like that is what is happening, right? And we've talked about this in the ascension episodes. Like, Earth is ascending. That's when we talk about New Earth. Um, that's where we're going. This like this jump from 3D to 5D, it's a different frequency, it's a different density, our bodies are being prepared to live in this density, to hold this density, um, it's light, it's a lighter density, right, like, that's, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly, because you're, and, like, and then that's how it goes, like, you, it's, um, a progression upwards in evolution of, the soul and then also existing in the different densities of the body. So it's so, and it's also so interesting, just the different frequencies and attunements and experiences that come along with each, um, level with each, like, yeah, with like, each density. Yeah. So I'm thinking right now, like as much as you Sometimes it's easy to shit on being a human, like with how much suffering and pain we have on the planet and stuff like that. We also have this like unreal capability to feel and experience all of these emotions. And yes, we can feel pain physically, but we can also feel pleasure. Like mm -hmm. we can also taste food. Like we like there's so many things that even in lighter um yeah. bodies or l lighter light bodies that don't even exist. So it's it's really, really interesting. Um and then yeah, as the densities as you go up, because when you you think of the different um 
densities and light bodies and beings. Like for example, an angel is in like the 12th density, which I think is kind of, it's like way up there. Um, mm-hmm. as far as that's as far up, that's as far as I think this universe knows right now, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, yeah. not that I don't think so. Yeah. Not that I don't think there's more universes and like there's things that exist outside of that, but like to our awareness mm-hmm. right now. And so angels, we know, we know angels, like they, they're light bodies. Like they can travel across the universe through time and space. Like they're very much light bodies. We've heard the myths about the angels that have shown up. Like they're very light, light angelic body. However, um, they don't experience what it what it feels like to eat ice cream or a cheeseburger or to have sex, but mm-hmm. like they also don't experience what it feels like to be stabbed or to be starving or so mm-hmm. it's just yeah, I feel like like the lower densities um when it's yeah when there's there's more range like what I'm what I'm feeling or getting is it's that it's we have yeah we have a greater range packed into this smaller volume that's that's more dense but yeah there's a lot of like different emotions and and sensations and things that we can feel and I feel like I try to lean into that aspect of the human experience when I can you know in terms of like the food and I've really like I've really like transmuted a lot of things with I don't know, you know, you hear people all around like, oh, things, we had this whole episode, the whole quantum healing episode, we talked a lot about like food and body image issues and things like that. And just in terms of experiences, you know, like I have reframed like a lot of anything that's like super delicious. I'm just like, wow, how amazing is it that I get to like experience this flavor and this this taste? And I'm, you know, I just try to I try to live from that perspective I mean you know I've balanced everything but yeah we have we have this range of experiences and there's a way to reframe the personal experience the personal human experience in in that way if well can. I mean and that and that's it too because it's like as much as you want to live in the spiritual realm and um the significance of that we are human having a human experience and that is part of our medicine being in where we're at right now like you we can't we can't live like an angel or whatever because like we are in human um carbon made bodies at this point and we need physical food and we need human connection like physical touch and human connection like those things are actually ingrained in our dna for survival but yeah it is all just Mm -hmm. it's a very interest yeah interesting point like so too what's coming up for me now is like how this kind of relates to to like our place our strategic placement around the earth and our interaction with the earth and there's so much that like the earth can you know people say like the earth can transmute energies for you it's like a lot of times you can you can give your energies into into mother Gaia and she will kind of transmute these things for you but I feel like um there's a lot to do with all of this in terms of the different humans that are on the planet and like the and the collective 
the collective consciousness and how we are a collective hive mind from one perspective. And I saw this really beautiful Instagram post this week that I think I sent it to you. And it was like about how, like, why am I crying so much? And it's like, if you're, if you're, you are crying for the people that can't. And it's like, when we feel something, when something moves through us, we're doing that as a service to the earth. We're transmuting or we're passing that emotion through our energy body and like down into the earth and we're healing some aspect of it. But I just really like that video and that perspective of like, sometimes like if you're feeling things or you're able to feel a lot of things, like you're doing that for the people that also can't. And I think that's a cool perspective too. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to unpack about the human experience right now because we're moving into a new human experience, into a higher frequency um, human experience, one more led with love. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going with that? What did you say right before? The transmuting energies or... Oh, yeah. Um, And just the way right now, the way Earth is set up or has been set up, there's a lot of like numbness on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of conditioning and programming around numbness not to feel the emotions. So it makes sense for those of us that are in a state when are open to receiving and Mm -hmm. as we're empathic, which um, most of us that are doing this work, our light workers called to this, interested in any of this, we are empathic it makes sense that naturally we're doing some of that releasing for the ones that aren't feeling the for the ones that are numb mm-hmm. yep and i think it's all it's all related because it's all related to the ascension of the planet and this whole like constant um communication that's going on between the sun and the earth and us and it's just um there's okay well this kind of perfectly segues us into the starseed stuff because there's a you know the reason that we're on the planet with this higher frequency or trying to usher in these higher frequencies is to literally transfer those high frequencies into the planet you know what what like when we are here people that are on on this path or seeking change or seeking some kind of um yeah some kind of shift into some higher vibration that's that feels more aligned that feels freer that feels more rooted in unconditional love than what currently exists um it's like it's not just it's not just an individual equation it's not just for your own life when you're we are seeding these higher frequencies to then because because we're on earth because we're physically standing on this planet um, and we all have an electric magnetic field that's all interacting with each other and with the earth. We are here as these seeds of the light, these seeds of higher frequencies, because pure simply by us being on different locations around the grid and um, different locations around the earth, we are physically seeding in a higher frequency to the earth. And that's what this solar activity is assisting. It's like the earth has to get to some next level higher frequency the solar activity is assisting um and as the light comes in we as physical vessels uh with higher frequencies are physically assisting the earth to reach a higher vibration yeah 
yeah, that's definitely what's happening. Um, yeah, with the Ascension and with Starseed specifically, there's a few more things on the solar flash. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to unpack or even yeah. ask you about and kind of just bounce back and forth. Have you tapped into the solar flash much? So the extent that I have, I haven't in terms of like the human earth timelines, I have thought about it in terms of like the galactic meanings, classically, mm. <laughs> in, in terms of like trying to understand like the astrophysics of what, of what would be causing that because I think, you know, because I think there's, there's something because the for the solar flash to happen in general like there's a reason that that that's ha- that would be happening now and that that didn't happen a uh, hundred years ago so mm-hmm. and and the reason that anything would on you know obviously if everything is connected there would have to be a reason that anything on earth has anything to do with the sun and so i think that there's i think that it might have to do with uh our with this ascension cycle of the planet causing the solar system to move into some region or to have some influence. I think, I think there's something happening astrophysically that's putting a lot of pressure on the sun or that's sending a signal to the sun that it's like time to assist earth with the, with this extra activity that's kind of causing it to um, have a heightened activity right now. And so that's the sense that I've tapped into it in, in, yeah, in a sense that there's some kind of communication system going on between like the earth consciousness and the sun consciousness and the galactic consciousness. For sure. Um, From a human perspective, do you think the solar flash is something that we can live through? Yes, I think, well, I I think I'm not sure, to be honest. I think that if it happened in this current timeline if it happened anytime soon i think yes because i think we're on a timeline to anchor in new life and like higher vibrational life onto this planet so um i don't think i think that if it was in a timeline soon um i think the purpose would be for assistance of shifting us into a higher vibration well i think that regardless um um, yeah right you're saying it's more like the possibility of talked about this a little bit on the ascension episode yeah it's just i'm just yeah it's i haven't really um tapped into this directly so i've made a note to maybe do that myself Um, but it's just different thoughts on it because it is something that is kind of complex and none of us really know. Um, I see a timeline and this is kind of what I think you were speaking to where the solar flash comes, um, and it knocks out our electricity. It knocks out our Wi-Fi, obviously, because that's part of it. And we are forced to go into a very off-grid type of situation um but only for like a few days right or like a week or something what are you talking about no 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 really no i've thought i thought this was like this is the catalyst to 
sending us back into community living because when this happens and this is part of assisting the ascension too we have no choice we have no Mm -hmm. choice but to branch off into smaller communities and grow our own food and do all of that without right i think oh yeah okay so i guess i'm more so referring to like the prophecies that i've heard and just other like have i don't i don't think that that is necessary i don't think that that's necessarily the future timeline of new earth is i think there's a community aspect to it but i think that karmically because i think that there is actually going to be a lot more technology involved this is also like kind of uh with jenny's membership at starseed academy like we did this astral journey to new earth and i actually wasn't able to to be there but i heard her talk about some things on like how she sees it being like a lot more um, technological than we would expect. And so just, but just going, so that's like one thing, but okay. just going off of my own, so one quick thing, like, car- yep. yeah, I was just going to say karmically, it almost makes sense. Um, I could karmically, I'm feeling like we, there's this st- karma to complete from the downfall of Atlantis and, and Lemuria. Oh, that's and interesting. There's, this karma from like Atlantis was what happened was technology was introduced and the humans couldn't handle it. And the technology led to their demise. And I feel like there's some sort of karmic lesson here to um, allow the neutrality to like allow to learn that technology and anything, just like how money is neutral. It's just an energy to amplify. Um, I feel like there is something there. And I actually hadn't really thought about that karmically, with the Atlantis of it all until right now. Um, yeah, I like I that. That's see, very interesting. Yeah, I could see there being like, oh, hey, now we have, we bring in this new technology and also this this technology from higher, uh, from higher dimensions and from other, um, other uh, starseed uh, alien species. And we integrate it, it. I feel like that's part of, yeah, integrating it into this, what I think 5D is still kind of pretty dense, compared to the higher dimensions, you know, integrating it um, properly into this reality and having mastered the neutrality of it and using it to our benefit. Um, I completely agree with that. What I was thinking is because, like you said, the energy is neutral, but it can also be kind of swayed um, either way. Depend, like, right? Like, for example, like money, yes, inherently is a neutral um vibration however is there people out there that have a ton of money that maybe aren't using it for the best intentions if that's power or whatever like using that tool that way um is that happening with technology right now too i think so like there's some scare like Mm -hmm. honestly the ai shit that's coming up it to be honest is scaring the fuck out of me like i've seen photographers post photos that are created by ai and i'm like This is honestly kind of scary because these photos are so realistic, so realistic. Mm -hmm. Like how, what could stop? Like, how can you even tell what's a real photo and what's Mm -hmm. not anymore? Like I think of having things like photos as far as like, even in like legal cases, like, oh, this is where I was at this time. Anyways, that's a whole other tangent. I feel Um, like it's like this whole discern. I feel like it's going to be a discernment thing. Like, I don't know. I'm feeling like it's just going to be like, yeah, I totally agree. Obviously it can go both directions and it can be used for evil, but yeah, continue. Um, so what I was saying is when the solar flash comes, what I had kind of felt into as it would be this initial 
knock us off grid. And I do see for an extended period of time. I don't know if that's month to years is kind of what I was feeling into. Um, however, I do new earth is go- like, I don't see it. Um, like I see that initial net initial time frame that forcing us to go back into community, back into growing our own food, back into that. However, yes, the new earth will have more technology. And from that back to community, like it's almost like that initial activation or spark to like come back and live in this way from that an activation. Cause, and like, obviously if the solar flash happens, there is going to be activations that are happening on the earth. If that's more love frequency or whatever it is, and from that space, the the new technology is born. Because when I think of new earth, like mm. there for sure is this like very high vibrational technology, but also with that think free energy, because if I feel like the solar flash could knock off the systems of the way we use our Wi-Fi, the way we use electricity, the way we're fueling it with coal and burning trees. And like, and now we'd be moving from a love frequency with the technology um, and integrating things like real free energy across the world. I definitely can see that in terms of like, if that does make sense, because if we were going to reach a vibration where we were, where if we're going to welcome in all this new technology at some point uh, in the near future, in the next like 10 to 20 years or something, then we have to be at a place that we can handle. We have to be able to handle the responsibility of that technology. And usually the way that those things kinds of kind of come about is you're, you have to wipe it down to down to zero point and build up from build up from there to be able to reach a, yeah, to be able to like reapproach it from an authentic, uh, a new authentic state. So like, I can definitely see that in terms of, yeah, some, something happening to put us in that position to be able to actually come together. And I do think, I do see like, even if it weren't to last for longer than like a few days, I, I do think like uh, at the minimum, you know, uh, I do think that the purpose of the solar flash is almost similarly to how the pandemic got everyone on the same page instantly. Like reset. I, it would be it would be some sort of wake up call reset. Wait, you think reset. you think the pandemic got everyone on the same page? <laughs> it got everyone to the same focus. It got everyone right. on the world look at, looking at the exact same thing, and I think that it would be. Different. Um, <laughs> similar but different um yeah yeah because those are just thinking very different um sources <laughs> yeah definitely yeah but, but I, I see then, your point yeah i think it would it would have some purpose of 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 like a of a reset yeah and oh yeah for sure a absolutely perspe- a reset shift and a perspective shift into into gratitude into higher consciousness well and i think that's even where it would like force you it would be similar to the pandemic um like you were saying it would give you this chance to go like inward like now we're cut off from wi-fi Mm -hmm. and electricity and it's not like we wouldn't be able to make probably make ways to use electricity or things again but i feel like there would be this real big like reset um and going back to like very basics of like I think what it would part of it would too would be getting in tune with nature again, like getting those basics again. And then from this new frequency, we would birth the new technology that is meant 
for new earth because like a thousand percent like we're not moving backwards in time where we're going to be using horses all the time and things Mm -hmm. are like we're going to be more into suffering like no there is going to be um technology and i i see it as free energy like we're not going to be paying bills anymore like say goodbye to paying for our like fucking electricity bills like it's going to be this free energy thing of technology that we can't even imagine that is going to be in place to make our lives easier. Like I see, um, even like I do see people spreading across the planet more, but I still do see towns or cities. Like, I don't know. Like I almost see like these, um, what do you, what do you call it? Like the, I want to say cascade, but that's not the right word. You know, like the terraces of like plants or like, um, Mm. like, yeah, just like the, the terraces or like, you know, like in Italy when it's like, um, you know, it's like a level and then another level, like how they level the hills like that for like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. for agriculture. Mm-hmm. So I see like that with like irrigation water systems in between. And I see like these like cities that just are like full of these thriving plants that just like look really like beautiful and they're sustainable. Like I feel like, and that's going to be part of the coming back to the connection of the earth and building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I feel mm-hmm. like from there, the technology that we're going to birth and the way that we're going to live is going to be from a sustainable place, weaving with mother Gaia instead of taking mm-hmm. from mother Gaia. So the other thing too, is that like, with this natural shift in consciousness comes in this stronger I am presence. This this natural, like the, the, it is going to naturally bring with it this different appreciation for the earth and different appreciation for life because with that heightened state of consciousness, you begin to uh, understand that the earth has a soul. You begin to understand life all around you differently and you begin to understand that you are those things like I keep being brought back to like the I am I am frequency the I am um understanding so it's it's embodying it's embodying I am presence and treating the things around you with the respect that they deserve as a natural byproduct of you um now knowing and it's so different it's so different actually than just being like we just had Earth Day than just being like, yes, we love Earth and let's save the planet. It's like very different than that. It's like a true understanding that like you are everything. And I think that is part of what is going to shift this this way of of life. I agree. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's going to be. Moving from this place of like true like interconnectedness true like oneness it's it's, i mean it's going to be a shift in consciousness and it's going to be and like that's part of the assistance that you were talking about of the solar flash is it's going to be a radical shift in consciousness so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to unpack there because like i don't know if everyone will necessarily survive like the solar flash and i don't know how that's going to be received i'm just putting that out there i don't know when this is going to happen and i also don't think if you're listening to this i don't think you need to worry like it's not something to scare people or to have you worry because i feel like this if this is in your reality you're headed in a certain direction and you do not have to worry this is not like um this is not like an exclusive club like yeah. I don't like I've heard people talk about it like that and I don't mm-hmm. like that either. And I'm also just oh, unpacking yeah. this as kind of thoughts come up because the end I don't know. Like I I don't know. I'm just like speculating and unpacking and I mean, this you know, with you. You're you're coming at this also from a different 
place because you just had a dream about it and you just um, moved through these feelings that you felt and you're unpacking like, oh, I felt these things and everything that we feel in dreams is very important. And so you're, you're like going through like, oh, I have this thought, like, am I going to survive this? And that's like a real thought that you had and you're trying to like figure out like, how is that going to play in to if this really happens? Yeah. And I mean, along with that, um, I'm not afraid to talk about death because for me, you're just moving. You're just, your energy is just moving. You're go, You're just going to a different place. And there's something about my soul that has a real like understanding and knowing of that concept. Like I'm even meant to be here to like assist souls to the other side and to be able to come back and forth from side to side to kind of like assist souls with that transition. So mm-hmm. it's tough because like, as I, I speak about it, I'm also just like, I don't want to like scare people or say things. Cause I am just like speculating. And I think maybe sometimes I have a, not a lightness, but like, Maybe to some other people, this would sound like it would be, it'd be a lot more serious. And I'm like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, um, definitely. And I would say, like, I have a quite normal perspective on death in terms of, like, you know, I'm not as, like, okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but you have a different, you know, you are more, you you walk the line and that, that's what you're meant to do. And so, you know, I understand that death is is just energy transfer and everything, but I still have a very human um view on it and everything too well, and parts so. of and parts of me do too because i do have that yeah, humanness obviously. in me but yeah yeah obviously you're not just like a, you're not just like a little orb floating around like i don't care if i'm alive or dead like you you know you're a human but i would say i have less of i would say i have like more of a human view on it at this at this stage but yeah i mean i know i obviously know what you're saying like it's yeah. Yeah, but you're saying it for a reason. And I think with that, there's also the element of remembering um our souls chose this. So some souls might ch- ch- that might be their exit point. Like, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not going to that new place right now for whatever reason. And I think there's a lot mm-hmm. to unpack there with that too, that I don't necessarily uh, want to get into all today. But another um thought I also had is that I have had for a while for various reasons is what this is a lot to unpack here. So if you're listening, um, thank you for being here. But what if, what if no humans survive the solar flash? And that doesn't mean that there's not a new earth and we're not going to a new earth, but what if all the current humans in our current body, like what if this solar flash is assisting Mother Gaia to get to that new frequency and the next humans that are to come will be on different bodies on new earth and they will not survive this current flash in our current human bodies. That is also a, a thought that I've had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that makes sense. And I think what I, I've heard some, you know, a lot of what I've heard about all of this is like combination. Yeah. A combination of what, what resonates and also just you know we've I've been in a in a position of gathering information a lot in the last few years so and this is a huge topic that a lot of people have to, have talked about um I've heard so I've heard tons of tons of things yeah same and in terms of but so what I was going to say though in terms of um what I've heard in terms of why like earth is so special or why what's this experiment that's going on at earth right now is part of it is um 
the mission is to uh it would be one of the first times that we would a plan a planet would undergo an ascension with people on it oh so yeah so i think usually when a planet i've also heard by the way that what's happening is that there's a earth is changing souls that there's a walk-in that's happening right yeah you've heard that from Um, ea right yeah, Elizabeth April channeled that once in a Galactic Federation meeting, and I was like, I'm going to have to sit on that. Yeah, um, that I've it's thought a, about that, that one switch, before. That it's a change in souls that's happening right now, and that's that's possible. I think that also happens in, in humans, and I think that because planets and stars have really, really long lifetimes in terms of, like, billions of years, thousands, billions of years, that souls switch over. Um, but so I think that ascensions happen in other planets – uh, but usually it is in between civilizations, in between lifespans of of beings that are on the planet. And yes, I, and I heard that this is like an experiment to see, like, how can we ascend a planet? Can we ascend a planet with people on it? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I resonate with the new walk-in of the soul. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. haven't figured that one out because there's pieces yeah, of that I'm just know. like I'm not sure however like I also do think of like have you like you've seen the um illustration of how we actually split like 5d earth yeah. 3d earth um yeah. I mean like what's there to say also about that reality like what does that also mean that there's actually like two different realities right, with two different earths right so i've thought about the soul with that too i'm like is this new soul coming in for the new earth or is that a new soul coming in to take over the 3d earth that continues like i i don't know i mean and yeah that is interesting in terms of that whole like split thing but in terms of um galactic wise zooming out to the bigger physical picture i if it is true that souls kind of switch out, uh, they're inhab- inhabiting celestial bodies, like that if, that if you know, there's not just one soul that stays with the sun its entire 10, 20 billion year life, I wouldn't be surprised if those, change- if those changes are meant, like, easily happen in these cycles, with these cycles, right? Because there is some grander cycle like 26,000 year cycle that's happening either with the procession of the earth or moving through some some band of a photon belt some some high energy so like in that case I wouldn't you know I could see there maybe being a switch in, in souls like happening in this time it doesn't it's seem possible random yeah mm-hmm. I I really but like, yeah, I don't know I don't know I don't know about that either like I would have to you know, have to I know yeah I also think like yeah, there's a lot to unpack because also, like, what density was Atlantis living in? I think there's... Good question. Right? Three because I always think, like, maybe, now we're moving... Maybe 5D. Pardon? Maybe 5D. Maybe 5D. Yeah. So that's so interesting, too. But it um, I think individually, we should maybe tap into some of this stuff because Atlantis yeah. is very interesting. I know for myself, I've lived lifetimes in atlantis lemuria like really far back on earth so i'm tapping into that to get more information would make sense which is why this is like coming through right now but even that because we think of the technology and that you think of the like um kind of utopian times that they said that they lived in and i'm like would that 
be congruent? Would that be possible with a 3D? But then it sounded, but then there was the fall of Atlantis where the power went the other way. Um, and then there, and then there was the fall. So then was that like moving back into 3D or have we always been in 3D and now the planet's moving up? Like these are all questions. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. I think I do feel like though, there's something, I feel like the earth is built into some container of sorts that it, that are maybe it's either in the coding of our simulation or our matrix or i do feel like it is like a 3d to 5d kind of range you know i think there's a reason that there aren't 12 i mean well there are angels around but i think there's a reason that it's incarnated and inhabited by three-dimensional beings yep. like us yeah i think um so i do think that there's kind of like a built-in yeah there's a limitation within the range of of dimensions of life that that we can host on oh, this planet specifically. Sorry, I'm just, I'm getting a download. Yeah. So I'm so what's coming through is um mm-hmm. when earth was first made This is a lot. When Earth was first made, it was like very, it was, it's very experimental, like same with what the beans are on there. Oh my God, mm. this is so interesting. Okay. And so Ooh. in the beginning of Earth, the beans, we had access to all dimensions. You got to choose. You had access to all of the different dimensions. And this is why the 12 strand DNA exists inside of us and we're learning to activate it. Um, but then through oh. like, oh, Right. Yes, yes. So then I remember this. What began what what happened with the human race um and there's a lot here like I don't think I'm going to be able to go through all of this and unpack this all right now but um we had different beings, different species that came to the earth to enslave the humans as well as different events like the fall of Atlantis, I think um mm-hmm. power being used in the wrong way and these things like turned us into like a lower density as well as something within the DNA of us began to go dormant all the way down to like the lowest point or like 3d and so now there's this like this remembrance and activation to reactivate these strands to move up there but the beginning point Mm -hmm. you could as i believe as a human or whatever being you were that came to earth because there's other beings that were on earth too you could activate or you could um weave and move through the different dimensions um and so now we're actually we've come out of a lot of shit as humans and a lot of shit on the earth and we're moving back into this place of our remembrance of remembering how to do that and actually taking our power back and not being manipulated by these um greater m- malevolent powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely resonates. I think there is definitely there's something there's something to like the earth being an experiment and and there's definitely something with, with this extreme, like this, this access, access to all, to all the good and all the bad. And um, that maybe is like tangential and not to the, the whole thing with the DNA. And I think there's, there's a lot within our DNA, within this numbers, like the 12 strands, like all these numbers and 12 and 13, and they're so significant. Mm -hmm. And it's baked into our design. Mm -hmm. This, the dimensional design of the universe is baked into our human design and our DNA. 
And um, yeah, there's definitely something to, I, I remember that, like, there's definitely something to with like the 12 strand and when it fell back down to the three and now we're building up to like reactivate. Um, and I think there's too this aspect where we have, we have, since we are hybrids, we didn't even really get to, uh, get to that that much in this episode. We will but next since one. We'll we are hybrids. This. Yeah, we'll definitely, we're going to build on this because we didn't get to the star seed. Um, I mean, well, this is all, but this, all, yeah, this is very much a build up to that discussion. So I think it's very, yeah, um, yeah relevant. Yeah. yeah. So like we are these hybrids of these higher dimensional beings and that's why we have this access like with our third eye and with, we have this access to traverse into these higher dimensions, even if we are, are not incarnated as a being living in that range of frequencies like we have that within us. So we are these hybrids of beings from other, from higher dimensions. And so because of that, you know, that's how we access, uh, that's how we build up our remembrance and, and, and activate uh, these higher levels of our DNA, because there's aspects of us within that inherently. And there's, there's aspects of those lives um, and, and those pieces of us that we can remember. Yeah, definitely. And that is all a part of the assisting and um, the starseed mission. Um, Oh, there's also Mm -hmm. something else I want to message. So when we get talking about Lemuria and Atlantis, there is like cycles of the earth, right? Like, what is it? Like every 26,000 years or something, there's an event. Mm -hmm. And so um, do you like, do you know much about all of this? So the 20, I, I need to look into this. Um, I need to like look into what is like fact and what is um, fiction. That Let me fiction. grab this book. And what is. Just keep talking. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I need to look into what is uh, like what the real facts that we know are about the earth and the cycles and then what is left for, you know, to room to be filled in intuitively or with the spiritual side. But I think the 26,000 year cycle is the procession of the earth. So meaning that the earth is kind of um, the axis. If the axis is, is tilted this way, it's wobbling around like a cone. It's like it's tracing out the shape of a cone. And uh, that is what changes our North Star. So the North Star is currently Polaris, like uh, th- thousands of years ago. The North, So yeah, that the North Star is where our North uh, is just where the direct north um, pole axis points to, and so that's what is is moving. And the procession is is wobbling, meaning like it's it's circling, like creating a cone like shape, so that it's pointing to different stars. And I think that that is what is the twenty six thousand year cycle. I think it maybe takes twenty six thousand years to make one full like circle wobble, and just, like maybe in another twenty six thousand years we would be back at our current North Star. Interesting. Yeah, I just grabbed this book. I actually haven't read this. Um, Bryce read this. Fingerprints of the Gods, um, The Evidence of Earth's Lost Civilization, Graham Hancock. So do you know who Graham Hancock is? Um, anyone who's interested in this kind of stuff, look up his work because he is amazing. And he actually just came out with um, a Netflix series that's about like uncovering ancient civilizations and like we're talking ancient ancient like way far before people like even said that like ancient civilizations could exist yeah and we're talking about um advanced technological civilizations too 
Um, so yeah, he's done some really incredible work around that. And it's so interesting because I randomly flipped to a page in here and I honestly don't know if this is Bryce's writing or some one else's before this. I don't even know where he got this book from, to be honest, but it says it, and it's, it's numbers. And because you're so numbery, I would think it would be, yeah, that you would be interested in this, but okay. 30 equals the number of degrees allocated along the ecliptic to each zodiacal constellation. 72 equals the number of years required for the equinoctial sun to complete a processional shift of one degree along the ecliptic. 360 equals the total number of degrees in the ecliptic. 72 times 30 equals 2160, the number of years required for the sun to complete a passage of 30 degrees along the ecliptic to pass entirely through any of the 12 zodiac constellations. 20, 2160 times 12 or 360 times 72 equals 25,920, the number of years in one complete processional cycle of the great year Thus, the total returns of years required to bring about the great return. So that would be like mm. the, yeah, like an, I think, and I think that is called like an epoch or something. But then I also, there's like a little um, note scribbled in here at the, at the 20, 2160 degrees or 2160 um, Christ consciousness returns 5D. Mm which is really interesting. And yes. then this little sticky you know, this note actually is kind of similar. It's kind of similar to what I talked about in the episode with my brother-in-law, Brandon. And because there were actually some, some facts that I needed to sort out af after that. And like, he sent me some other things. We got some numbers wrong, but I'm going to re-record, uh, record some corrections to that. So that will already be out by the time this podcast is out. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely all that same stuff. And it's how all these numbers stack up and like become a part of these bigger cycles that just go up and up in, le in levels. And what we talked about in that episode was how that relates to like the Mayan, how the Mayan mm. calendar has those bigger number, has those huge big cycles baked in to that calendar yeah. and how it accounts for that consciousness, like the galactic consciousness. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely. It's all you could just visualize as, as this subdivision of, of of cycles, and I do think that you. So the thing that I spiritually am not so sure why it is so important is like why the procession cycle of the Earth is important, and why it would relate to the why it would relate to the rest of the galaxy, or why there would be some some relation there. There's something. There's some ingredient there that like i don't understand yet that i want wouldn't to. this just come down to um, um like the numerology of it all like somehow being programmed like if we're really in a simulation and like it mm. actually it all being like being programming yeah it could be that too i'm thinking like i'm trying to yeah i guess i'm trying to understand it from like the science perspective you know yeah of course so Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to like understand like, oh, why is this motion of this going to be related to that? So but yeah, there is also the fact that there is some like there's a program um, that that is encoded. There's a coding, yeah, coding. to this reality. So th yeah, there's a coding of this. So that could 
it could just be that but yeah that will be good for me to like tap into and try to understand because like yeah like when I when I hear like oh this cycle relates to this I'm like well why is this motion the most important motion to set the connection to all the other motions Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's where my mind as a physicist goes but um anyway on that note do you want to wrap up this episode yeah I feel like we said a lot of cool things um, and we can definitely have, you know, we'll make another part two with the starseed soul contracts or whatever else needs to come through in terms of that, you know, that aspect of it. The, the aspects of bring of like incarnations on other in higher dimensions and how that relates to us as humans and how it relates to like our soul contracts here. Um, yeah definitely yeah Yeah, we'll we'll talk more follow up um on what like a star seed is um and yet how it pertains to all of this i did just want to look up i was gonna look up an episode to reference to about this uh graham hancock if anyone was interested he says some really really interesting things um that obviously he would be able to speak to a lot better than me. That book looks really interesting. Yeah, and I haven't even read it, but... What's it called again? Fingerprints of What's the, the Gods, called? The Evidence of Earth's Lost Civilizations by Graham Hancock. And he's oh, really man. interesting because he's actually a journalist, but he like he's been working on these stories for years and years and years, and he's been really shunned out of, like, I don't know. Shopping. Yeah, out of academia <laughs> or... Um, even like archaeologists and stuff like that that just say like he's full of shit but if you sit down and listen to him like he's such a like grounded man like just the way he speaks i've never heard of him i can't believe i've ever heard you should watch his um his thing on uh netflix because it was a really big deal that he even got his show onto netflix because it's it's been difficult for him i think to bring a lot of this information forward yeah. But just, yeah, let me see. That is interesting. If I can find, I think it was on an Aubrey Marcus podcast. Um. Ancient Apocalypse? Is that the. Oh, wait, no. I'm looking at Netflix. Um, it could be that. I don't remember what it was on Netflix, but it's newer, so I bet you it would, like, pop up in, uh, oh, here's one with, um, your guy, Decoding the Mysteries of Antiquity for Our Age with Robert Edward Grant. Mm Mm-hmm. Who follows me on Instagram now? Yes, he does follow way. Alyssa. This is this is a big thing for her. If anyone was counting, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm having a hard time finding it. Sorry, guys. Um, but there was an episode. There's probably a few that he's on with Aubrey Marcus. That I would recommend listening to if you want to know more about like ancient civilizations and things like um, just Atlantis or like the ancient civilizations and kind of like what was before us that we don't get taught or talked about because that stuff is. Oh, 
here we go. Okay. It's, um, mapping the spirit and our ancient history with Graham Hancock on Aubrey Marcus episode 394. And it aired on December 19th, 2022. Thanks oh, spirit. That was recent. Nice. Okay, good. That's cool. Yeah. You definitely don't hear, you know, you'll hear people talk about Egypt or all these things or unpack the things, but there's a lot, there's civilizations before well, that. Well, because like, that happened yeah just the common narrative is that even our older civilizations like they were well they weren't civilizations they were they were uncivilized they were barbarians like we are the furthest we've ever been in technology and it's like come on like is that really true like i don't know like exactly there's and and of course that's rejected because they don't want us to know about atlantis um, they don't want us to think that we've had higher technology than we currently do, but we definitely have. Or we're in a place of using free energy in a place where we were, aren't paying someone above us to live. Like, what if, like, think about this, guys. What if you didn't have to pay to live? Like, you look at the wild animals, you look at your dog, you look at any other. We humans are the only animal on earth that pay to live. Why is that? It's so Ask true. yourself, why is it's that? Ridiculous. And does it need to be that way? I'm not so sure. It's it's really crazy. It is crazy. It. It's like makes me angry. It's insane. <laughs> I know. It makes me angry too. Um all right. Well, on that note, I think we're gonna wrap up yeah. here. But thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for getting to this point. If you're here at this point in this podcast. So um, my Instagram is at interdimensional.astrophysics. So definitely check me out over there for some more content on this astrophysics spirituality stuff. And definitely follow the podcast page at the Orphic Podcast. Um, as well as subscribe to the Orphic Podcast on YouTube as well. Give us a like, give us a comment. It really helps when you subscribe. And if you like our podcast, uh, please rate and review on op- Apple Podcasts or Spotify too, because that really helps us out um, to grow and to reach a larger audience. If you resonate with this, hopefully there's there's pro- there's more people out there that do too. So we're just trying to expand ourselves as well as we can. Um, you can find me, Michaela, at Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram and also check out my offerings and my readings. I do past life regression sessions, um, energy healing with infusion of Reiki, and I do intuitive soul oracle readings as well. And I'm taking on, um, I have spots open right now to do one-on-one spiritual mentorship with me too and healing. So check that out and send me a DM if you're interested in any of that or have any questions. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, well, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.